Welcome. You've joined the Topless Travel Show with Carol and David, bringing you to some of the sexiest and most erotic events and vacation places around the world. Our show is here to help you open your mind, explore your options, and push your boundaries so you too can achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Topless Travel Show, and we're your hosts, Carol and David. Hey everyone, welcome to the Topless Travel Show, broadcasting on location from the Bliss Cruise, together with a few thousand other sexy couples. You know we love bringing the travel culture to open-minded couples so you can explore the possibilities, and I mean all the possibilities, while on vacation. Whether you travel to relax, or party hard, to make new friends, or simply hang with compatible, genuine people in a non-judgmental location, we've got the stories to get you fantasizing about starting your next adventure right here and right now. The Topless Travel Show is all about pushing boundaries, and as usual, we'll be talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and relationships, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Exactly. So, are you intimidated by the possibility of meeting thousands of sexy peeps on the Bliss Cruise? Are you wondering how to make meaningful connections that can lead to sexy fun and friendship? And a whole lot more. On today, on today's show, we talk about how to navigate the Bliss Cruise confidently, to make new friends, to connect and to play, so that you can pursue your desires and fulfill them, making this the most thrilling lifestyle adventure ever. Hell yeah. Before we get going, as we do on every show, let me tell you about our top waterproof waterproof blanket, because nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. <laughs> Even if you're not a squirter and you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. It protects against messy massage oils, silicone lubes, and all other sexy wetness. And when you're done, you just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. Remember... Great sex is messy sex, so to keep your bed dry, simply go to Amazon and search for Top Waterproof Blanket, that's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket, and order yours today. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. You know, we're Carol and David, this is the Topless Travel Show, and we are so excited to welcome today's special guests. We have Bliss Ambassadors, Mike and Lily, who are in charge of empowering you to make new friends, to connect and to play if you want, confidently while on the Bliss Cruise. All right, guys, welcome to the Topless Travel Show. Thanks for taking time out of your uber busy days, evenings, and nights with uh, getting people to know each other on the ship and uh, sitting down for an hour and chatting with us. Hi, we're happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, David's going to explain why um, Bride Lily doesn't have a voice. His theory is too many cocks. <laughs> too many cocks, but it was actually really what set it off was welcoming each and every passenger on board on the Bliss Cruise. My goodness. You know, Lily, I have an all-natural remedy <laughs> for a throat that's sore. Isn't that generous of you? Um, later on at the 15th deck at the back where the grass is, I will be entertaining all the women and sharing my all-natural oh, remedy. Oh, that's so kind of you, David. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm a very giving person. So we have uh, our friends here who have um, Bride Lily and Groom Mike. Let's hear why your name tags say that. Well, um, we were actually married by Malcolm, the cruise director, and uh, um, for our wedding ceremony on the pool deck on Bliss six years ago, in front of all the passengers, naked. So obviously couldn't show the video to anybody. Awesome. <laughs> That's such a well, We have great a similar story. story because I proposed to Carol in front of 300 people on the stage at Hito. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yes. We did get married at home. He thought we might get married at Desire because that's what he told everybody. I said, you know, those six kids might want to be at a wedding. <laughs> so I think maybe we should invite them. <laughs> we certainly can't do that at Desire. So, yes, we got married at home and we honeymooned in Desire afterwards. We did a, a legal one a few months later yeah. um, at her mom's house. But the only people we invited were uh, uh, her mom lives in Florida. And all, most of our friends live up in Massachusetts. So the only people that came that were uh, around our age are all people we knew from Bliss Cruise. Oh, fun. And since we're open with our parents, 
they knew that everybody there was people we fucked. Yay! <laughs> well, we, we weren't there. Oh, we haven't <laughs> fucked you guys yet. I get it, I get it. Well, actually, we had a, a swinger party right after as well. So at our wedding and the reception, we knew who the swingers were in the but group. they didn't know each other. Yeah, and oh. our family didn't know they were there. So we all met up afterwards. And then David said, you know how everybody kisses the bride? Well, our friends fucked the bride. <laughs> I <turns>. love it. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so now we, we know you got married on Bliss, but how did you guys meet? We met at a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That usually that usually. So you guys are into violence? No. 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 <laughs> no. Fighting. No. Uh, we are into high-level problem solving with dire physical consequences. Oh. Okay. As Joe Rogan would say. <laughs> sure. Pretty much. I think that that's what I just said, violence. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that, that was a more politically correct way of putting it. There you go. I like to say Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is one of the only sports where for women that can kill a man from between your legs. I mm. love it. So you met at uh, one of those classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, who asked who out? Well, um, I used to say that Lily is, uh, well, I still say that Lily is walking to a wall hot because I heard her voice as I was coming around a corner, started staring at her and walked into a wall. Wow. Okay. And um, and this was, and she didn't notice that. She didn't notice that mistake. So I still managed to pull it off, looking smooth, being like, "Hi, uh, you know, uh, who do you train with? Uh, what are you here for? Are you competing today?" But you Lily, compete. did you did you already know that he was a cute guy, and you were hoping? Oh my gosh! So the jujitsu tournaments run hours long. It's a whole day event, and so we get there bright and early in the morning from two different gyms. And we lock eyes from across the gym and through six hours of making eye contact and looking away and blushing and giggling. And then finally, at the end of the day, is when we decided to meet at the end and say, I think you're cute. Yes. You wow. want to go out sometime? So so you <laughs> went out nice. and you had your first date. Did you kiss on the first date? Oh, we fucked on the first oh, date. Oh, <laughs> love it. Love and so how long have you been together overall? Twelve, Twelve years. years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And... Did you guys both know about the swinging lifestyle when you met? Um, did you I know did about not. it? Yeah, I knew about it. So I, I would say that um, HBO's uh, Real Sex series mm-hmm. is responsible for my deviance. <laughs> um, or your education. However you want yes. to put it. Um, my parents did not realize that I was staying up at nine years old watching Taxi Cab Confessions and, <laughs> and uh, Real Sex and all this stuff. And I was fascinated by the concepts but if you recall that TV show, no attractive people had yet been open about their lifestyle. Right, yet. right. So I'm like, do you have to be an aging hippie to do this? <laughs> um, uh, so I was like, wow, people do this, but I had a Catholic upbringing. Not a, a super intense one, but Catholicism is insidious. And, uh, and I was like, oh, these people are lying to themselves. They're not really happy. It's just allowed cheating or whatever. And then so, you know, add 20-ish years of maturity and I changed my mind in the completely opposite direction. <laughs> and so in your adulthood, how did you discover what is really the lifestyle that we know today? So I became interested in non-monogamy after my uh, first marriage, uh, which was super duper monogamous, very monogamous. Like don't even dance too sexy with somebody else. Mm. And um, my ex-wife, I caught her like really heavily sexting with someone oh and uh and it was ongoing for like a long time and it really fucked me up and after that situation i said okay i don't think something at that level should should ever fuck me up again Mm -hmm. so maybe i should like look into non-monogamy and see like if i could be cool with my partner being with other people then obviously a little flirtatious texting and whatnot like that would just add to it and uh, yeah, the, uh, the theory worked out. The, uh, the experiment worked out. So how did you bring it up to Lily when you guys met? Um, so what, what, what did happen? Oh, well, on our very first date. So I knew, I'm, I'm, I was divorced, and I'm like, I'm not going to get into another marriage. I knew I wanted to get married again eventually. No, that wasn't true. Yeah. No, I was totally against marriage for a while. Uh, uh, it was actually a swinger lawyer on the Bliss Cruise mm-hmm. that convinced me that marriage was worthwhile again. Oh, okay. Because he told me that marriage is a protected status. Oh. And if I'm on the train platform uh, at the Boston MTA and I slip and get hit by a subway, my wife can sue the city, but my girlfriend cannot. Ah. And I wanted her it's to a, be taken so care of. it changed the paradigm. It changed it, that, yeah. I like it gave that. me a, a pragmatic reason to ah. get remarried that had nothing to do with... 
you know, anything from, from, from before. So, Lily, when Mike brought up the fact that he wanted to be consensually non-monogamous, mm. what did you think? It was interesting. So, growing up, my mom is super fucking cool, and she would say, look, dating is fun. You should have someone that likes to go to the movies. Doesn't have to be the same person that likes to go rock climbing. Right. Doesn't have to be the same person that likes to go to concerts. So, I had a really healthy attitude about dating. What about sex? When Same thing when it came to sex. I was a rather hypersexual uh, young lady. Oh, so you Still did the, am. You did the football team. A little promiscuous and not in a negative way. But Precisely. A, oh, there you go. Precisely. And I'd like to think I had a pretty healthy, healthy mindset about sex because it was that attitude of, well, dating is fun, sex is fun, but when you had a boyfriend that's when monogamy would kick in and so I had that typical Disney princess mentality that one person is supposed to check all your boxes Mm. and fulfill all your needs Mm -hmm. exactly and then I meet Mike who is checking all of my boxes pun intended and realizing wow he has swept me off my feet I'm completely head over heels but this idea of a non-monogamous lifestyle like can we can you separate that that head and the heart? Right. You know the butterflies in the tummy, mm-hmm. that that initial gut instinct of, oh, I, I don't think I'm supposed to be okay with this, but in my brain, I'm having so all the facts. So this is what you were thinking at the beginning when he mentioned it to you. How long did it take for you to realize that you can separate your head and your heart? Well, well, <laughs> I I screened her for this on yeah. our first date. Okay. Right. So we're sitting there, and uh, what the turning point in the date for me was when she's like, "So I've got this guy I'm fucking in college, and I hate him." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "But he's a good fuck, but right?" He's a good fuck. <laughs> Excuse me, you can compartmentalize these two things. Yeah. <laughs> because when we met, she was you know age wise pretty young <laughs> and uh, and I, so I was like show me your ID have you ever keyed anybody's car uh-huh. have you ever thrown a brick through someone's window <laughs> how jealous are you <laughs> and um, and she mentioned having had a was it a five person orgy I think it was yeah five or six five or six person orgy on New Year's mm-hmm. the previous mm-hmm. like nine months prior uh-huh. yeah. and I did not want to get back into a committed monogamous relationship until I had a threesome experience, an orgy experience. Like I wanted to check off these boxes because I thought, oh, once you go back to monogamy, yeah. that all goes away. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And um, and so she's telling me that she's had these experiences already and she can compartmentalize her emotions maturely. And I was like... Spontaneous <laughs> erection, ejaculation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I yeah. think Mike was sold and in love. I think this, this became love after that first... After our date, I called my, my best friend and I was like... Dude, you're not gonna believe this chick. This is amazing. <laughs> but it's it's so wait cool. twelve years later. You were right. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's so cool because you know the lifestyle isn't about sex. It's about the people, right? Yes. And we're gonna get into everything you do on the Bliss Cruise to help other people understand that. And you know when you swing, it's not about falling in love with someone. It's not about stealing someone's partner. It's just about sex. It's like having a new sex toy, except this person has a heart and a head and can talk to you. Well, now with AI, you could probably find a doll. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know. They're a little bit softer than a doll. Well, some of the dolls are soft. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know. How would you know, David? Pornhub is amazing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But, But it's so cool how you guys at such a young age figured it out. And, you know, if you ask, if you ask, um, <laughs> there's the topless travel hosts of everything who are getting ready to get off in Cozumel taking a picture. Mm-hmm. Of course That's they are. That's why they're loud. Um, but it's, it's very cool how um, you were able to separate the sex from love, right? You guys fell in love and you were still having sex with other people. Uh, not even right away, it, it though. Wasn't, it wasn't super straightforward. Yeah. No, because you also have to solidify your relationship, right? I mean, even before sharing your partner, you have to be secure in your relationship. And that doesn't always happen. And like love at first sight can happen instantly. But security is not always at the beginning. So how long did it take you to be together before you were really confident in sharing your partner? That's a good question. I mean, really confident from starting from scratch to the point where like nothing really phased us. I think it would would be fair to call it a four-year transition. That makes a lot of sense. 
offense. Did you find because your ex-wife cheated on you and and sexting only with, emotionally and, sex, and, <laughs> yeah, and sexting sexting Thanks. is cheating? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's um, be clear. Did you find that that was still in the back of your mind? You still had some emotional trauma to deal with there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Lily is probably one of the most trustworthy people you could ever meet because she's incapable of lying. Mm. Like, her face will give her away every <laughs> single time. I'm a great invite to poker night. You'll probably take all my money because yes, I'm exactly. just terrible bluffing. But, uh, yeah, the first couple of years, I would find my my you know myself checking up on her and not trusting her, and it actually took me a little realize that a little while to realize that I wasn't trusting myself, right? Uh-huh. Not right. her. It's and I usually was a refl- it onto it's her. usually a reflection of our own. Our jealousy is always you know, yeah. on your side. And then I had to ask myself, wait a minute, am I worried about doing any of the things that I'm worried about her doing? Yeah. Like, am I actually going to do those things? Yeah. I said, no, I'm not. So maybe I can trust myself more, and in turn, yeah. trust yeah. her. So, do you remember your first swinging experience together? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go, Lily. You tell us about it. See, would that be do you want to start with the woman at the table, or do you want to go straight to the? Straight to choice. Straight to cho- oh choice. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We have the same discussions when we're trying to talk about the first <laughs> lifestyle experience, and it's like, was it this one? Was it that <laughs> one? But I mean, there's so many great memories, right? Well, that's exactly it. Is that when you really take a moment to do an inventory, and when right. we've been together for as long as we have, been in the lifestyle as long as we have since 2014, mm-hmm. that and like we said, it wasn't really a straightforward from, hey, they look sexy, let's go fuck other people. You know, we, you know, as bubbly and outgoing and sex forward as we are now we came into the lifestyle as a soft swap Mm -hmm. intimidated shy newbie couple Mm -hmm. and we went to one of the local clubs uh, out in rhode island called choice and we're there we're holding our drinks up like a shield Uh looking around shoulders up to our ears but we're there with only people on the dance floor because it was super early yeah we got there right when it opened and we're just like hugging each other like are we supposed to be here (laughs) what's what's gonna happen are they gonna pounce on us but you float around and as you we love about the lifestyle everyone was very friendly and easygoing and well, and we, we thought, were approached by a personality that we then yeah. later said we should start emulating this yeah and that made us feel really comfortable oh, nice. and that was janice and now of, of no, Bliss production, production. Right, here. Right. and so we get there and we're like oh gosh we're at a sex club people are going to expect us to have sex with them but we went in with the goal of well you know what Let's just see if we can have sex together in the same room as another couple. Awesome. I'm like, all right, we set the bar pretty low for ourselves, and we're thinking nobody is gonna want to do this this with us. This is too lame. It's too vanilla for a swingers. And sure enough, like we teach people, you talk to enough people, we get what we ask for. If we ask enough people, and we actually found two other couples Mm -hmm. that were in the same headspace as we were and we said oh okay so the six of us we find one of the private rooms and we get on the bed and everyone is uh it was the the psychedelic glow room yeah it was it was the glow room each room was was themed and of course we're all on top of our partners trying to keep space in between but it still counts because we're on the same mattress yes yes, absolutely and we start enjoying our our partners and we're playing and and next thing you know mike's fucking me from behind yeah and he's fucking me and the next thing you know i see a hand come out of my peripheral vision and onto my boob and that wasn't mike's that was not mike's hand and so and i i feel the hand and i look down and i say no thank you Uh uh-huh perfect and the hand disappears out of the way not a change in pace the evening continued everybody finished we all get up and said wow we were just short of saying good game good game and slapping each other on the ass and walking out we started doing that now now we say that Uh, there was another uh podcaster uh, named sex nerd sandra and she would sign off all of her episodes with go team fun and we started saying that and people responded so well to it we were like oh yeah let's keep saying that yeah that's good yeah that was one of our first swinger experiences awesome it's great and you know we have begun doing a lot of shows all about, um, we'll call it Lifestyle 101. Mm-hmm. We produce a show for Hedonism called Hedonism 101. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot of topless travel shows. All, I guess, geared to people who have these perceptions of what it is to go on bliss, what it is to go to Hedo, what it is to go to Desire, what it is to go to a swingers club, mm-hmm. because there's so much misinformation out there about myths. Um, yeah. 
that we want to bust those myths and tell people you come to bliss 50% of the couples here don't play mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you can go in the playroom and have great coupled sex with just your partner yep. with another hundred people in that room having sex around you and that's live porn Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, right. that's what your job is here. Well, well let's talk Absolutely. a little bit about that. You guys are Bliss Ambassadors. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, and how did you get that post? So we started off as your regular Bliss host couples, which is an awesome gig in itself. You get on the cruise for a fraction of the price. You get to work behind the scenes. It's pretty It's pretty nice. Um, but we started off in the playroom, and that shift is pretty intense. It's 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. every night. When you're full-time, you only get one night off. When you're part-time, you get two nights off. And um, uh, but you don't get to go to any of the parties, mm. uh, or, except for your nights off. But then you might be exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in my day job, I'm a social freedom coach, and that usually ends up being used. The first thing people use social freedom for is dating. Mm. So I'm a dating and relationship coach. Talk about sex a lot in my day job, and and uh, give seminars, make content, all that kinds of stuff. We were working so hard. We didn't know that Bliss had seminars and workshops for the first like four or five cruises. Wow. Yeah, it took us a while. It was just a, a quirk of our schedule where I was able to see one of the partners, Brian, give the talk that he used to give, the okay. Be the Man talk. Yeah. And he's on stage talking about, he's like, he's like you know, I, I, I don't really like being on stage, but you men need this information. Right? It was during ladies only playtime, so the girls were all the wives were busy and he's like, All right, look guys, cargo shorts are not sexy. Mm. Do not wear cargo shorts. <laughs> Love it. That's what you remember from all of it. Oh, well, <laughs> well, I like cargo shorts and after I started doing the uh, the talks, one time Brian introduced me and he goes, Here's Mike, he can teach you how to get laid in cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, but uh, but I approached him after that and I said, hey, I give talks like this. Um, he walked me down to one of the other partners. We began the conversation and that's where the seminar started. Mm-hmm. And then it was years later where we came up with the idea of Bliss Ambassadors mm-hmm. and said, hey, people should have um, a couple that they can easily identify that they know they can always go up to and ask for questions, ask advice, you know, ask anything about the ship or any of the previous blisses. We just wanted to be like a focal point for uh, new and or shy couples. Perfect. um, To take them, because we felt like once you got to the lifestyle, you've reached the promised land. Mm. So from this point forward, like there's no need to be timid and shy and embarrassed and afraid of judgment and afraid of rejection. Like once you're here, we want to take you to that next level and sort of, well, we won't we won't personally fuck no, start no, no. you, <laughs> but 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 we want to fuck start you into the lifestyle. And what you're saying is so true because so many people don't know what they don't know. Right. And, and what I was saying earlier about these 101 um, episodes that we're doing is so people now have finally decided we're going to take the plunge and we're going to book bliss mm-hmm. we're going to book a topless travel vacation to Hito or wherever we're going and then they get there and you don't want them to spend two or three or four days trying to navigate and figure it out if you go to Hito you could not see half the resort in a whole week if someone doesn't say hey you know the piano bar is there the Kama mm-hmm. Sutra Lounge mm-hmm. is there mm-hmm. and on Bliss and you're talking about workshops there's on the 15th deck a giant TV where you sit on the grass naked and you can just chill and get away mm-hmm. from the music at the pool so I mean the ambassadors on the ship, the host couples, Topless Travel has on this one 15 couples. When we go to Hedo, there's always two or three. And there's always that resource you can go to to ask questions so you don't have to walk around to try and figure it out. And I really like that on the very first day that people are boarding, at 3 o'clock you've already got your first seminar. Tell us about those first ones like navigating the Bliss Cruise that people go straight mm-hmm. to put their stuff in their cabin and go straight to your seminar. So navigating the Bliss Cruise is both the logistical and the emotional blueprint for how to get aboard the ship. We talk about where the playrooms are, what the etiquette is, what the dress code is, so that you're not surprised when you show up to the solarium in your sexy, maybe head-to-toe formal wear. And right. they tell you to get and naked. And they tell you to get bag. naked. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so we you know, tell passengers where to go for a good time, who you can bring with you, what you should bring with you. But also, we use that opportunity to let people know, just like 
like you said earlier, David, like there are 3,000 passengers on board. So you are not alone in what you want, what you're interested in, what you might be intimidated by. And so we tell people like, yes, this is a swingers cruise, but there's a lot of newbies. And we tell people all the time that there are compatible people for everyone. Absolutely. Right? And this person is not for you, but they could be for us. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the Bliss Cruise is the best place to meet a couple or a person who's compatible to you because there's such an amazing amount of people. Next year on Symphony of the Seas next November, there's going to be 6,200 people. Yeah. Amazing. Right? It's going to be the biggest lifestyle gathering ever and even if your goals are just to meet another couple and just talk with them and make Mm -hmm. friends and maybe have a travel companion for the next time it's not about making having sex and this is what you share right say that going to hito isn't the right thing because there's going to be 500 people 250 Mm -hmm. couples you know you don't need you're never going to meet 250 couples you go to desire it's only 95 right yeah Um, we lived at hito for 90 days during covid three months we were there there was only about 50 people and you know what it was the most intimate fun time we've ever had a lifestyle Mm -hmm. experience and no we didn't play with all the 50 couples (laughs) you know we made good friends every week with two or three couples and we had a great time there It was like being in Harry's backyard so yes 3,000 people is overwhelming but everybody at the end of the week has made five or six new friends, right? People underestimate the real connections that you make in the lifestyle and especially on Bliss Cruise where we have the meet and greets, we have our seminars, the workshops, the party games. There's all these opportunities to just chat with your fellow passenger, find out what you have in common, whether it is lifestyle oriented or even vanilla or, you know, we try to keep the conversation sexy all week, but sometimes it's inevitable to talk about back home and realize you have a friend for life no matter what you're wearing. And one of your seminars is approach connect and play and so many people are worried that what do I say how do I ask yes what do you say is a quick summary of that whole well I mean the the title is the three biggest issues I think people face not just in the lifestyle but anywhere right so like a lot of the content in approach connect and play is the same stuff that I would teach during the day to, to anybody who was interested in in um making new friends quickly and efficiently, uh, but with the twist of uh, pulling the trigger on playtime. So most people feel if they're they're not having a good time at an event, it's because they're either not talking to enough people, feeling intimidated about navigating the conversation, like how do we get a connection or how do we exit if we decide we don't like the person. And then uh, one of the really uh, common problems, even amongst swingers that have been in the lifestyle sometimes for decades, is not consistently pulling the trigger on playtime. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we have a funny story about that. I gave the Approach, Connect, and Play talk. I had people that were asking questions, said, we've been in the lifestyle for 20 years. They asked a couple specific questions. I was still managing the playroom at the time. Later on, I see this woman come out of the playroom. She runs up to me. She goes, Mike, Mike, it worked, it worked. <laughs> I'm like, well, I hope it worked. This is how we feed ourselves. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, what do you mean it worked? And then a clown car of people just piles out of the, the mattress behind her. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I get, I get it. it. She goes, we weren't pulling the trigger. That was our problem. <laughs> it's true, actually. Very often when we're at parties, we'll talk to each other. And David will always tell me, okay, not too much talking now, okay? We want to get start playing like early and they're okay okay because I start yipping and yapping to everybody and getting I like I like to meet everybody first and then pick and choose who I want to be with Mm -hmm. meanwhile he just wants to pick them and choose them and figure it out later yeah (laughs) so it's two different approaches we have but I I get it not everybody even if we've been in the lifestyle a long time is comfortable with that um, what do you call that the connecting and then the making that a playtime yeah Yeah. I I do want I do want to just expand a little bit on one point that you made and, and we, we cover it in, in many of our different episodes and it's how do you politely say no? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Two yeah, we words. Get that a lot. Or three words. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> as simple as that. It's as simple as yeah. that. And, and people don't take it personally because right. not everybody is for everybody. Uh, let's see. I don't want to put Lily too much on the spot but she is, she is one of the best people I've ever seen at declining in a way that doesn't make fe- make people feel bad. Mm. I, can you can, can you, you give an example? Am, g- like yeah, Wait, I'm gonna, pretend I'm gonna, pretend you. Oh, I'm gonna help Lily. Oh, well, that's so, hard because I do want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Lily, um, have you ever considered had a fantasy about sitting on a bald guy's head and getting off? 
it, okay. We've discussed we have this. actually discussed this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Get a bunch of lube. I would love to like slather you up and then rub my bits all over. Oh, so you're not saying no. Well, a- see, this is the hard part. Sorry. I She's too authentic. See, this is why, again, I can't lie. I would like to do it, but not on your head. How about that? She didn't say that. <laughs> Don't put words I, in her mouth. I want to hear oh. how she Ooh. says it. Well, actually, what about the time at Hito mm-hmm. uh, where that, that guy kind of touched you without your consent? Mm. Do you remember what you said to him and how you handled that? I I want to say I I don't know if I can recall exactly what I had said in the moment but in those instances it's one of those things where you kind of have to He turn walked and be by firm. and slapped her butt and just yeah. kept walking. Okay. Yeah. And I remember turning to him and I said, "Hey, that wasn't okay." Good. I said that wasn't Honesty. okay. Honesty. Yeah. I said that wasn't okay. I said, "Please ask next time." And he, next time he goes, hello, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he comes on, oh, may I smack your ass? I said, you no, may not. No. <laughs> exactly. No, thank but you. But the way good. she does yeah. it, it actually sounds harsher than she did it in person. <laughs> like she's got her hand on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. She's smiling. She's like, that wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a teaching moment. Yeah. Right? And like, yeah. yes, he wasn't offended. He wasn't angry. He became sort of sheepish. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess the most important thing is don't be wishy-washy. Right. Be clear. Yes. yes. Be clear. And the three rules in the lifestyle is actually, I actually have added one now, but it's ask first, no means no. If you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. Mm-hmm. And at all times, respect the person. Yeah. And if you can't, if you can't check those boxes, well, the situation's not right. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's not a fuck yeah, yeah. then we're not fucking. Right. right. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. If it's not a fuck yes. It's a no. Mm-hmm. So Lily, later on, I'll be up on the fifteenth deck <laughs> where the grass is. I want to hear Lily say no. Thank he's, he's you. The <laughs> he he's planting the seed here. He's planting the seed. I have you, Natalia, Doctor oh Stephanie, my God. Laura. In, in your brain, in your brain, you have. I think too that what's important is. People, like you said earlier, is that it's it's not personal, right? Right. And especially in a lifestyle environment, well, there are people that maybe have a specific fantasy in mind, right? And it's not, you know, if I have a fantasy about bald men and I've got handsome Joe here coming over to say hello, well, it's nothing personal. Wait, if I want to, Joe, Joe has hair for those who can't see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, the owner of Topless Travel, just sat next to us and he's uh, making sure the quality of his shows that we're doing for him are <laughs> going to be good. So I'll ask you this question: Did you bring a strap on? <gasps> I did not, not bring okay. my we'll strap on We'll have to go see time. Dr. Stephanie because one of my other fantasies is you putting on a strap on doing Carol and me doing you. That's a f- we, we've, we've done that position before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, I didn't get a no. You didn't get a no. My goodness. We're going to have a great afternoon. This <laughs> might be your lucky day. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Let's just remind everybody that this is the Topless Travel Show. We're Carol and David, and we're having a great discussion with Bliss Ambassadors, Mike and Lily. And coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters. But before we move on, we just want to tell everyone about Topless Travel and the amazing trips we have planned for next year. Absolutely. And you know Topless Travel offers the sexiest and most erotic vacation experiences from Hedonism 2, where we are right now in Jamaica. Desire in Cancun and Dominican Republic and all the Bliss Cruise adventures, Topless Travel needs to be your number one choice. And their trips are all about pushing boundaries and exploring your naughty side. And their exclusive sexy host couples, well, like us, like, and of course, uh, Party Mark, are always there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. Yep, and like we are here, you'll find us on many of the Topless Travel trips. But listen up, we're going to be back here at Hedonism in April for their Swinging for Newbies event, April 6th to 13th, 2024. So if you're considering coming to Hedo for the very first time, take the plunge with Topless Travel next April, and we'll be here to answer any questions you may have. For more information about all their trips, visit toplesstravel.com to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. And as a quick reminder, if you're looking for an open-minded online community to find compatible people and events in your area, you can go to sdc.com and use promo code 30314 for your first month free. That's sdc.com and promo code 30314. 
Alrighty, you know we're Carol and David. This is the Topless Travel Show. Now let's get back to the show because it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. So the lifestyle is all about community and socializing and that's the kind of things that you guys talk about at your seminars. I know everyone's waiting to hear about the orgy class that you put on. <laughs> Orgies are always a fantasy that people have. Multiple group sex and multiple people sex is what people like to fantasize about what do you cover in your orgy seminar first of all do you guys like orgies oh oh yeah we do we, we do. call them foursomes and moresomes yeah love it well we define an orgy as uh, five bodies or more oh okay right so it's as simple as that it doesn't have to be defined on who you play with or who you what what kind of scene you intend to have happen five people having sex in a room even if not all five people are having sex at the same time orgy right can I tell you a funny story before you go on sure Please. so we have little parties at our house all the time and the um, most inappropriate number of swingers to have together is three couples so we invited two of our good friends to come over two couples two couples so we were six people mm -hmm. and they all hooked up and started fucking each other in our house after we made them dinner and Carol and I ended up fucking each other <laughs> <laughs> It was like, we didn't have to make them dinner to fuck each other. We could have done it ourselves. So, you know, make sure that when you're putting together this um, group of people, that everybody understands that everybody needs to play together. Well, well that's only one style of yeah. orgy, right? There you go. You'd have to set that up front in the invite. Yes. yes. Because we found that, you know, one of the common misconceptions of orgies is that everyone has to play together or it's a big key party and there's no rules mm. and it's a free-for-all and one of the things we really love about the lifestyle and orgies is all the communication and the consent and the planning and the logistics so then when it's go time there's no need for mind reading there's no second guessing you know exactly what you're in for and who you can get into when we were at Hedo last <laughs> year um, we were with a couple and her N nickname on all the dating sites is Orgy Girl. Yes. And, and we went. Do you know her? She's been a we host girl. Yeah, yes, we do. Yes. We know her. We know Orgy Girl. <laughs> yes. So we went with her and her We've husband, and she organized orgy a whole bunch of people together. <laughs> we had her on our show, so we said, We better have an orgy with you so we could talk about orgies afterwards. <laughs> and, and the coolest thing that she does before every orgy session is nobody touches anybody before until you have this little circle chat and we go around and everybody says what they're into and what they're not into and then it's like okay is everybody good playing with everybody we have a consensual yes for going forward and a couple of the guys said I'm not into guys one guy said I am into guys and then we had probably the best orgy experience we've had in the 18 years that we've been swinging because everybody knew everybody else's limits uh, i'm pretty sure that's what they were going to say they teach yeah <laughs> yeah and i can't remember the order of events whether, whether she whether we met her before she did that or not i mean i would like to say that this is common sense but common sense is not common and we had to learn it yes right. mm -hmm. so yes. but once you hear it you're like oh of course why doesn't everybody know this um we call it the welcome circle because right. when i heard it first proposed it was proposed by another sex educator named reed mahalko oh and he called show. it yes. that oh okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah read about sex.com exactly. I like to give credit where credit is due especially exactly. when I'm building a workshop on it uh, uh, but yes the welcome circle concept puts everybody at ease and essentially we talk about it in our free uh, orgy seminar on day one and then in the workshops we go through a live demonstration of it so we our version of it to, to move it along really quickly is names where you're from how long you've been in the lifestyle and then boundaries or fantasies yeah. so most people most people when they come to our workshops don't have their fantasies worked out but they'll have their boundaries we usually do a blanket like no butt stuff everyone raise your hand yeah. if it's a no butt yeah. stuff uh, hair, hair pulling although some people what's funny is a lot of people raise their hands and then one person's like yeah, <laughs> me. I'm the one. That's the person I like tend to move towards. <laughs> is that yeah, right? yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, what's been interesting to us is we've actually had a handful of couples show up to the workshop not actually knowing that they were about to participate in an orgy. Oh, interesting. And uh, um, well, what we realized is workshop is somewhat bliss lingo. 
that translates into play, play shop. shop. Play shop. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we're thinking maybe we should just call everything a play shop yeah. moving forward. Right. Um, but I think a testament to the welcome circle and, and the workshop itself is they show up not expecting to have an orgy and stay for the orgy. Yeah, sure. Um, but... Uh, yeah, anything you want to add on that? Yeah, so what we do in our, that day one that you mentioned, the All About Orgies seminar, that's our free seminar that we give on board where we can kind of give you the quick rundown on whether you're hosting or joining an orgy, about hygiene, cleanliness, logistics. The tips uh, and tricks we've learned over time, like yeah. get a box fan. Yeah, box fan, trash barrels everywhere. What is a box fan, sorry? A f- a fan. Oh, a fan, fan. fan. Got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. gotcha. Air circulation is important when yes. you have a lot of sweaty yes. bodies. Mm-hmm. But also realizing, you know, we find... Waterproof blankets. The waterproof yeah. blanket. <laughs> a top, wa- top waterproof. That's right. That's right. Top and bottom. <laughs> <laughs> when we use the that free seminar, All About Orgies, to kind of clear the smoke, to kind of clear the air and, and let people know they're not as scary as you think they mm-hmm. are. What they don't show you in porn mm-hmm. is the all the heart. heart. You know, all of the, all the talking, the connecting beforehand, the welcome circle. And then in that I workshop... called the contract in porn. The co- yeah. <laughs> contract negotiation. <laughs> I love a good logistics. But with the workshop itself, just like Mike said, that's where we have the live demonstration. We One of the things we love about putting on an orgy is we always say, okay, it's a, either a capped time or a capped amount of people. Oh, okay. And so with the workshops here on Bliss, it's a ticketed event. So you know we cap it at 12 couples. So when the doors close, no one's going to be popping their head in, not going to throw off the vibe. You know you're in a space where it's just these amount of people. We only have the room for an hour, so it's not going to go on all afternoon. And after the welcome circle, that takes maybe about the first 10, 15 right, minutes, right you realize in that welcome circle... More often than not, people are saying, oh, we're here to just play with each other mm. in or, a safe space. Or I'm here to, you know, maybe... Or fuck. it's just ask. Yeah, or it's just ask. Yeah. So we say, you know, the two phrases you want to you, well, you be com- comfortable with using are, may I and no thank you. Right, perfect. And after that welcome circle introduction, people will say what their desires and their boundaries are. And then we say, oh, sounds like you're a just ask couple. And that gives people that permission yeah. to, you know, maybe fumble over their words and try. Yeah, so then when you're in the playroom, it's good. Express themselves. We don't really. Ha- we're not taught the lingo of sex yeah. growing yeah. up. And if you're new in the lifestyle and you're not comfortable with saying things out loud, you might be mm-hmm. thinking them, but you're not used to saying them. It might be hard to, to bring those up at, on the spot when it's your turn to talk. But then later you'll you know learn that it is good to say and those the things. The cool part about an orgy, um, when you're in a large environment like this, is that. You know, the hardest thing to do in the swinging lifestyle is for four people all to connect, mm-hmm. right? I like you, you like her, she likes him. But in an orgy, you can, if you have five couples and I like you and Carol doesn't necessarily like Mike, mm-hmm. well, Carol can go with someone else and I can still do you and you're all in that place. And in an orgy, not everybody connects with everybody mm-hmm. else. And that's why the, the no is okay and the ask is okay. And what a lot of people fail to realize is when you're in an orgy and if something doesn't feel right, it's okay to tap out and mm-hmm. say, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and one person can keep going as long as you're communicating with each other. And, and mm-hmm. even in an orgy situation, you've got to keep checking in with your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we have a gauge on that. I don't know. I would love to actually, I'm going to say this term and see if you guys already know it or if this is just a Jersey term, but AFO. All fucked out. Oh, AFO, I like it. <laughs> so, I, like Car- Carol I say one that. and done because I'm one and done. Well, I'll say, oh, well, I'll say the li- one orgasm or uh, one partner or well, one. I just say one and done when I'm done. Okay, there you go. Well, I'll say uh, so, Lily. Hey, you getting close to AFO? And she'll be like, ten minutes, twenty uh, percent. Okay. You know. <laughs> Well, that's that's, that's a that good check-in. That's a good Exactly, one. exactly. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than going to a group at play experience and then blowing your wad, uh-huh. you know, quite right. literally and figuratively and not having that time for reclamation sex afterwards with your partner right. if that's right. part of your routine. Right. Yeah. What, what I like the idea of saying one and done is because if I'm in a group and I'm... Uh, perfectly satisfied with one and the other person is not my favorite but I've had a great orgasm I don't need to do anymore mm-hmm. I don't mind tapping out I don't need to go with the one I wasn't sure about yeah. when I've just had an amazing time with this one I don't want to spoil it and I also don't want to be greedy so yeah 
I yeah. mean, I, I like and, to and say a, when I'm one and, and done. That's a great yeah. point. We once were in an orgy, and this guy fucked Carol for half an hour, yeah. mm-hmm. and she didn't get the opportunity mm-hmm. to play with the other guys. Mm. So it's like, not that it didn't feel good because it did, but it sort of got boring after a while. But he was having such an amazing time, and we had <laughs> you, didn't to you didn't want to break his heart. We had planned this date for so long, we had to reschedule three times. You know, so it was fun that we finally got it done, and he had a great time. And he talks about it still, so whatever. It's all good. Let's move away from orgies and let's talk about speed dating. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So speed dating is um, a live demonstration in cat herding. (laughs) Uh, uh, But this time, thanks. Shout out to the passenger on the last cruise who Mm -hmm. told us to number the tables. Oh. Oh my God. The solution was in front of us the whole time, and we didn't we didn't realize it. Because people who are smart. Sometimes aren't that smart. <laughs> follow, follow. You'd be surprised. How people would mess up the line, like, it's you know, I, I, we try to set it up in, a, in at least some sort of cohesive straight line or curve that, that's obvious. People will get up and wander into the middle of the room. I'm like, or, or or why go, would you think there's no chairs go, here? Why would you talk <laughs> to the couple that they think they want to fuck with? Exactly. Yeah, they go straight there, right? That's yeah. not right either. We do oh. that uh, up in the Sky Lounge uh, here on the Celebrity Cruises, and it's up in the Crown... Uh, on Royal, yeah, the Crown Plaza. But what's fun on about the it? Symphony, it might be in the um, ice rink. I don't know. We did that in the on the, on the Oasis. Oasis. Wow. That was really nice. neat That's to see. Fun. That one was a That'll little be a easier. Chilling experience. Oh God! <laughs> There's David again. <laughs> So just explain briefly how this speed dating Mm -hmm. with couples works and how it's a little bit different. So uh, you've got three minutes to connect, 40 seconds to move. If you become my bottleneck in between the move, I will publicly shame you in front of the whole crowd to get you to move along. Um, That seems to work really well. No, they might like that too much. I call it the shame train. I say, shame trains come and choo-choo. And then I get right next to people and loudly move them along. along. Um, And we have heard that you have some tricks that you've learned over the years to make sure that people don't waste their three minutes. Yes. Exactly. Well, we, we give them some instructions. Right. So we have a little pad of uh, Bliss Speed Dating instructions. And it's a lot of the similar stuff from the welcome circle. Where are you from? How long have you been in the lifestyle? But the most important question that people should be asking right away, how do you like to play? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What kind of play do you like? What kind of play do you prefer? Because yeah. the lifestyle is uh, nothing's right or wrong in playing in the right. lifestyle. It's only what works for you. So you're trying to find somebody who has a similar like or a similar way of playing. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. And we've, basically we've, we've met people, newbies, and they're like, well, I don't want to go to speed dating because I don't want to play with anybody. And we always said, you know, go to speed dating because that'll open up that conversation about could we, would we, should we. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and give you an idea of like maybe you're too narrow-minded, like not really, not not so narrow-minded, but I mean that you're narrowing it down too much when mm-hmm. it's really much more broad. Mm-hmm. But what, yeah. what, it's, it's possible you don't want to fuck another couple, but what if she just wanted to kiss another girl That's and you met this other couple yes. and she was just into girls? So you never know. So go and try everything. Yes. Absolutely. And also with speed dating, what makes it a lot of fun and why we encourage everybody to come is because we're going to be on this ship for an entire week with everybody here. Right. And so you want to be able to have that opportunity to see as many smiling faces as you can in one spot. Added bonus if there is that playtime connection. But the worst case scenario is you walk out, you've made a hundred new friends, new familiar faces that you see on the pool deck, you'll see them at dinner. Exactly. And now you just know that, oh, we met you at speed dating. We know you're into this we aren't, but right. did you meet the couple over there that's and into that the same thing so that you fun. are? I love that. That's yeah. so fun when we do that. And Sexy no, networking. Yes. And and if you're a newbie, don't worry about not meeting people because there's nobody on this ship at Hito at any of the vacations that will allow a person to always sit by themselves for mm-hmm. dinner, mm. be by themselves mm. in the club. Because someone's going to come over to you and say, hey, how are you? Where are you guys from? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. And they'll ask you, so how long have you been in the lifestyle? And if you haven't been, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and we they'll, talk about that they'll in have the conversation with you. And you you don't have to worry that they're going to want to fuck you. Yeah. You know, we have great friends in the lifestyle that we've never fucked. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think everybody has. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean yeah. you have to share your partner with them. Because they just might not be that way compatible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're compatible in so many other ways. So yeah. let's talk about the green monster, jealousy. Mm. How do you guys coach that, teach that, help people out with it? Well, I 
talk about that a lot more in my day job than in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people in there, so if they do coaching calls with us, that'll come up in maybe the first call. Um, and then it, it becomes progressively less of an issue over time. But I like to break jealousy down. Most people say jealousy, they're not always talking about the same thing. Uh, most people confuse three different things for jealousy. You've got jealousy itself, which has an ownership component. That is mine. You are playing with my thing. I don't find that to, to be the case in the lifestyle very much. Um, then we have envy, where it's just like, that's not necessarily my thing, but I want to be doing what you're doing. And the solution to envy is, well, then do that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Lily went to, uh, back we had a, a polyphase, and uh, she was um, out at the uh, amusement park with someone she was dating. And she came back and I was like, I think I feel jealous. This is before I figured out the whole breakdown. Yeah. And then when I heard this breakdown, I was like, oh no, I'm not jealous, I'm envious. Uh-huh. Like we should just go to the amusement park together. Yes. Um, but I think the number one thing that people confuse for jealousy is fear of loss. Right. Yeah. And you know, that emotion dare I say should never fully go away mm-hmm. you you should be concerned mm-hmm. about your partner leaving so you don't take them for granted right. but I think through enough lifestyle experience you can realize that the lifestyle experiences won't be responsible mm-hmm. for pulling your partner away right. If, right. You, if you're meant to be in the lifestyle your experiences will bond you tighter together they mm-hmm. won't drive a wedge in between yeah, and I've heard people describe jealousy as you just did fear of loss but in, in different degrees and sometimes it's only a flashing moment and mm-hmm. you think oh my god of course he's coming home with me and it's mm-hmm. it's gone uh, but then some people ha- it lingers for some people yeah. and that's where I feel that the jealousy shows up in the lifestyle only because that flashing moment is just a little bit longer than it is for mm-hmm. someone else for mm-hmm. example and that's what you just have to be careful but it's all on you and you check yourself so yeah. I know he loves me I know uh, he's never going to leave me and he's just having fun I don't know playing yeah. with another woman and mm-hmm. he'll be right back right after yeah. so that's the kind of thing that you can experience tiny or a little bit bigger and you know Mike the, the point you brought up um, we spoke about it and, and we learned with our friend Krista um you know, what if she gives him a better blowjob than I do, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, a couple with good communication, the guy will say, well, show, let me show you, mm-hmm. right? And we did it. We had a friend. She was like a porn star blowjob giver. And Carol says, she was watching her give me head. And I was like, wow, you were so hard and you were so turned on. And I said, well, go down on me and I'll tell you what she did. And now Carol's the best. There you go. Porn star blowjob giver. And and that's that's about the, I mean, any relationship, forget Mm -hmm. about swingers, you have to have great communication. Oh, yeah. Right? And um, if you don't have great communication in the lifestyle, we know you just get spit out. Mm -hmm. Because you can't be in an orgy, you can't meet another couple if the two of you aren't on the same page and you're not talking about what you like. And if you're in a situation and it's not going right, how you talk to each other and you say, okay, you know, I'm not taking one for the team, we need to politely say, we have to go, mm-hmm. right? Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And we so, tell couples too, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Carol, is we'll say the slower you go, the faster you get there. Uh, Which I think we also got from Reed or, or yes. Sex or it's another, okay. I think that's, you know, when you have those experiences and realizing there's no end goal. There is no finish line. Right. There's no race to mm-hmm. first place swinger. Right. Or, or a level you have to get to. Exactly. Right. You don't have to exactly. Black belts in swinging. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there is. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> but on the, on the note of jealousy, you know, you have to if you're open-minded enough to come on the cruise and go to Hedo or, you know, visit another event, you have to at least be willing to be extra honest and vulnerable with your mm-hmm. partner. Mm-hmm. And it might feel a little uncomfortable and maybe mm-hmm. even a little embarrassing mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm feeling a little jealous. I don't like this about myself right now. I don't feel great about it, but this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And I need to tell you because you're my teammate. We came here together. We're going home together. Mm-hmm. So why should we have anything split between us that we can't just bring it? If you bring the, it into the light, you'll realize really what the core and you know, emotion is. sometimes I feel a little bit possessive. Sometimes I don't feel in the mood to share my partner. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling David, you know, I don't know if we, I want to play tonight. I just want to keep you for myself tonight. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. just have a date night. Let's just have a quiet time upstairs and spend yeah. some time together and reconnect. So you don't always, even if you're a swinger, you don't always have to swing with everybody. Yeah. And the right sexy friends will completely understand yeah. and 
be really happy for you for speaking up and saying that. We just had that the other night. We were playing with friends. We had a, a sixum. We had these, you know, sexy, fun couples we had played with before. And, and it's all hot and horny. And, and our friend, she's like, ooh, you know, come on to my face. And she turns and goes, can I have your husband's come? Mm-hmm. And I said, actually, I'm feeling a little selfish tonight. We haven't had a chance to reconnect before our work shift started. And so I think I'm going to keep that for myself tonight. But he can, you know, fuck you three ways from Sunday yeah. before Tomorrow. he's ready to tap out. And she right. goes, okay, that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. And then we had a grand old time. The moment came where I'm like, all right, I'm getting, <laughs> where I'm like, all right, I'm getting kind of tired. And as we know, when playtime just hits that natural crest, right. Right. we said goodnight. We went back to our cabin, had epic sex, and I got my husband's cum just like Yay. I wanted. And the next Yay. morning, we saw our friends, and they were just as happy, and of it didn't set yes. the mood off in any way. Yes. And, you know, we're getting to the end of the show, and we have just a couple more mm-hmm. points we want to cover. But one of them that I wanted to cover was and we spoke about it at the beginning which was butt sex or anal sex and there's a lot of things that are fantasies that people have that you can actually experience when you're on the bliss cruise and in the playrooms and in the dungeon and um, all the other opportunities you have here and if you're in a couple and your partner wants to do something you can politely say well you know not with me but if you want we can outsource this and let's mm-hmm. go find oh, another yeah. couple yeah. who's into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Bliss Cruise is great for that. There's somebody here that your minor fantasy is their lifestyle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And soliciting that, trying to find the right person that's going to fulfill mm-hmm. that fantasy mm-hmm. is half the fun. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's why you go to the workshops. Right. Yes. You guys do them. There's Dr. Val, Dr. Stephanie, mm-hmm. who are all doing different types of workshops. And if you go to a workshop, that's all about you know, prostate massage or pleasuring the penis or, or the other ones that are done, you're going to find couples who are looking that for the same of, type yes. of education or experience. Mm-hmm. And then you go talk to them. And mm-hmm. it, like Carol's not into anal, but she outsources it to, <laughs> m- I have five of them lined up for this evening. <laughs> oh my God, David. <laughs> uh, that's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, that's the thing with, with the Bliss Cruise. And I think you, you know, made such a great point is that the workshops, the seminars, the meet and for greets, sure. these are all the perfect opportunities to find other people that have similar interests or curiosities and there's your conversation starter right there exactly so before we get to the last two questions how do you guys keep your sex life at home hot and spicy because you're you live in this environment you plan for bliss twice a year um what do you do at home to keep it hot and spicy it kind of takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're, we're on this particular question. We're not super helpful because we don't have that problem. <laughs> like, uh, in fact, Mike, I, I was, uh, I was like, am I going to be able to keep up with this one? <laughs> Coming from my, so my my marriage, my previous marriage, experienced what they call bed death. Oh, okay. Yeah, we stopped fucking. And mm. when she took blowjobs off the table, that's when the marriage ended. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, and with Lily, yeah, if, if, if Lily doesn't have sex like three times a week, she gets ornery. Yeah. So, Lily, what is your favorite type of sex to have with Mike? <sighs> well, now I'm just, I'm just, I just went, you know, like into this fantasy world thinking here. I, I like... You know what's fun is that we'll have moments where we're either tired. I'm like, oh, but I just I really want a quickie. But I really like our sexy Sundays <laughs> where, you know, it's the weekend. We don't have any plans and we can take our time. And so next thing I know, the, the bed is made. The toys are all out. Mm. And not saying we even would use them all, but knowing that I have nothing but time to relax and be sensual and sexy with my partner and then we do some really fun crazy stuff and then the sink is full of all the toys that I know that's the best that's the best (laughs) actually I think I have some more helpful things great yes well maybe it doesn't maybe the problem takes care of itself because uh, we do have what we call the fungin ah, in the basement. Of course. Uh, we have a basement with a low ceiling, but we're not into pain. Okay. So it's a fungin, gotcha. not a dungeon. I gotcha. love it. And we have a sex wing down there. It's it's our own private little sex club. And I think what Lily was saying is when we set the house up like a sex club, uh-huh. that's when she has the most yeah. fun. How to, how to build a sex room, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, that was misleading, uh, that show. Because I thought was. I was going to learn how to build like a pocket door. Right, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the things we learned from Dr. Lori Batido was to create like a sexual menu Mm -hmm. and we would use it on our date nights 
and during the day each of us would create an item on the menu and then throughout the evening of our date night we would sample the item the other person put on the menu so there'd be a little bit of foreplay two different things that each of us would like to do the appetizers and And we wouldn't know what it was until it came to that hour of the evening and it just you know the whole day was about thinking about what our date night was going to be later on and it could have been been making dinner naked or carol Mm -hmm. wearing heels Mm -hmm. and then a a blowjob and, it and the menu changed every week, which was kind of fun. Yeah. Right. And we kept a list of it so we couldn't repeat the stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just forces you to think about it. I mean, life is so busy with kids and work and, yeah. and everything else going on that, you know, couples need to make sure they have the right balance in their lives. Mm-hmm. And sex and sexual fun and playtime has to be part of it. And if you have to schedule it in, so be it. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. We've we found that, you know, we get into a, a groove of regular life. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we haven't had the time. Where do we find the time? And I used to be opposed to scheduling sex. Mm-hmm. So many people seem to be. That yeah, never, yeah. That's the like, immediate reaction of yeah. most people. And I said, I how am I going like, to be no, horny at <laughs> 6 p.m. Right. on Friday? What if yeah. I'm not? Yeah. It, it's not about that. It's about setting the time aside right. mm-hmm. so that, you know, you can have that focused time mm-hmm. to get horny yeah. that, or maybe even, you know, Friday at six o'clock but comes around and, okay, well, let me just put on my lingerie. Right. Yeah. Your schedule or, or just intimacy. run the yes. bath and you know, you're already yes. thinking about it and too. And if you know that that evening is going to be that evening, we say, well, we have all day foreplay and you don't have to be touching each other. You I just have that. to be thinking about what might happen later on in the evening or what you might want like I like being restrained mm-hmm. sometimes I like being blindfolded and I'll tell Carol during the day I said well, you know here's the, here's the blindfold think about something to do with that right yeah yeah yeah, Alrighty, we are almost at the end of the show. Whoa. Let's go back to Bliss. We were talking about sex and fun rooms and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so here, we usually like to leave some uh, our audience with some sexy advice. What would you say would be the top two goals that couples should have when they embark on the Bliss Cruise? Well, I do think one of those goals should be to um, go as slowly as you are comfortable with going. Slow, like find the pace that is right for you and don't push it too far. But at the same time, it should be a goal to have a new experience. It should be a goal to run right up to the edge of the comfort zone and at least take a couple steps over to the other side. Push that Pushing boundary. the boundary Push a little boundary. bit. Yeah. Because Even we found, a bit. yeah, we found that once people have that first really positive experience, and that's what we try to facilitate here as Bliss Ambassadors, um, once they have that encouraging experience, they don't need that much more encouragement right. to keep going. Right. <laughs> We've seen we have one couple who I believe this cruise is their one year anniversary mm. in the lifestyle. Okay. And mm-hmm. on the very first cruise, I saw I kept seeing them because very very identifiable couple, big red hair. And uh, every time I'd walk by, I'd be like, "We're having an orgy. Open invite orgy. Come with. Come with." <laughs> I invited them three or four times. They declined every time. Yeah. And um. And then uh, they finally went to one, and at this point, I think they've caught up on every possible thing oh, you can yeah. do in the lifestyle. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say definitely, you know, that that first piece of advice to have a new experience. And you notice that we didn't say fuck somebody right. new. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That yeah. new experience could be parallel play right. with another couple, right. not even touching another couple, but right. to like we said on our very first swinger experience was just having sex in the same room as somebody else that was a mind-blowing experience that totally counts and then I would think my second piece of advice would be to talk to somebody that you wouldn't normally approach on land interesting because we see so many beautiful shapes and sizes there is everything on bliss cruise I say this is a great example of the way the world should be right, right. and there's everybody on board that there's you no shaming there is no shaming and no judging and that's the beauty of it is that you may never have the opportunity to talk to somebody here that you wouldn't see back home right yeah. and so we encourage you to yeah have a new experience and talk to somebody that you wouldn't have the chance to back and home. i'm gonna add something because being swingers for 18 years we have one goal on every trip that we go on and it's to make one new friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's lovely. Right? Yeah. And we have friends all over the world mm-hmm. that we've made. We haven't necessarily fucked them, but we have friends everywhere. Sometimes and we'll meet two or three, but our goal is to meet one. Yeah. yeah. And it's not about, like you just said, Lily, it's not about the sex. It's about meeting an open-minded 
person or couple that you can just shoot the shit with with mm -hmm. no judgment pure honesty and just have a lot of sexy discussion and fun mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Very All right, so you make friends in the lifestyle. Yeah. Probably the easiest environment I've ever found for actually making a lasting friendship. Yeah. Especially on the Bliss Cruise. Well, especially as adults, because as adults, we rarely make yeah. new friends in oh, our yes. lives. How yeah. many times at home do you get in an elevator and talk to the people? Well, well we're chatty people. How many times at home do you get in an elevator and look at a woman and say, wow, you're gorgeous, yeah. right? right? Also, as a social freedom coach. <laughs> All right, let's do the end of the show. <laughs> we can go on forever. Lily, Mike, thank you so much for sharing all that great information. We'll definitely have you back on um, on the next Bliss Cruise. Um, amazing stories. Why don't you take a second and tell everyone how they can reach you? Well, you can find us at DorettoSkills.com. Uh, if you search Mike and Lily Doretto or even just Mike Doretto, it should come right up. We are Doretto Lifestyle on Instagram. Um, and uh, we're not very responsive on SLS anymore just because we're so busy. We rarely check it. But we are roses and mimosas over there. Oh, that's fun. And uh, a lot of people that are going on Bliss do find us there. And they'll shoot us a message and we'll say, hey, we're the ambassadors. You can Here's where you can find us. Yeah, yeah but definitely the website's a great place to start because yep. as we get new things updated, we'll be starting there and then yep. overflowing into social media. Cool. And, of course, if you missed any of that information, you can always go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where all of our guests have their own guest page and you can even reach them from there as well Alrighty, the end of another great show with two super super sexy guests Lily and Mike thank you so much for being here today thank you we had a blast thank you so much for having us and as we do every week we want to thank all our listeners for being here week in and week out so join us again next time for another hour of the sexy lifestyle talking about sex sexuality sexual health and pleasure and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy healthy and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I, Lily and Mike, send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of the Topless Travel Show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We've got another episode of the Sexy Lifestyle Podcast lined up for you for next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new. Spice it up, but you just might have the best sex ever. 